And then I'll put that flea in a box. And then I'll put that box inside of another box. And then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives, <laughs> I'll smash it with a hammer. It's brilliant, 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 I tell you. Genius, I say. Or to save on postage, I'll just poison him with this. Take it, Kronk. <laughs> feel the power. Oh, yeah. I can feel it. Our moment of triumph approaches. <laughs> it's dinner time. And there you go. So, uh, oh. is everything is everything ready for tonight? Yeah, I thought we'd start off with a light salad and you know, <laughs> see how we feel after that. Not the dinner, the you know. Oh, right, the poison. The poison, the poison for Cusco. The poison Cus chosen especially to kill Cusco. Cusco's poison. Cusco's poison. That poison? That poison. Yes, that poison. Gotcha covered. A few drops in his drink, and he'll be dead before <laughs> dessert, which is a shame because it'll be delicious. Oh, All right. <laughs> Let's get to the grub. I am one hungry king of the world. So, no hard feelings about being let go. <laughs> None whatsoever. Krunk, could you please get the emperor a drink? Right. Oh. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, and last one, is something burning? <gasps> Wait, it's it's puffs. Puffs. Okay, and no, no. with that, we are live. <laughs> well, on see, now that. I know this part. Now he's like, so he's like, what, in his mid 20s? Or... <laughs> I'm I not that. sure. <laughs> Saved him. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> live we've been live for a minute of <laughs> episode 29 of bump that welcome back to another episode if you guys do not catch the movie reference that is emperor's new groove uh groovy movie if you've never seen it what are you doing truly you probably a top 10 disney animated classic film honestly it is I'm on so board. underrated I'm on board. it is too funny all the little jokes and quips whatever they have lasted um the times so go check that one out if you've never seen it before anyways uh how's everybody doing we're on episode 29 almost on episode 30 whoa you know i always forget what we need to do when you also need to make sure that we introduce ourselves that way people know who's actually on here we got iliana hosting the show Hello. we got katie bauman uh, uh she's not been bauman really for like... six years yeah i know she's my sister so she's still bound but she's katie ash Still here, and then you got me, Brian, the BB Bauman. Yes, yes, we are here on yeah, episode yeah. 29 of Bump That. We've never dared introduce ourselves, I think, in a single episode. Oh, but let's oh, go ahead. I didn't, I didn't know we were dropping names now. We we're not anonymous. We should have, like, uh, YouTube names or internet names, like Brian's B squared, Ileana is, I don't IMDB. know. What? My well, I mean, my initials are IMDb. Dave Matthews Band. But I was thinking IMDb. I don't know, man. Just what would yours be? Um, I was thinking <laughs> the first one that popped in my head was Sugar Queen. <laughs> and you're done with that. Let's go ahead and jump straight into the news. Um, Wait, if you don't get that ref, I'll, I'll give I'll give somebody a shout out if they can get that reference. Sugar, Sugar Queen. Queen? Where's yeah, that from? Go. I know it's, it's oh you don't know Sugar Queen. 
You're what? saying it right. You're saying it. I know I am. Right. That's the thing. I know I'm wrong. saying it right, but I don't know where it's from. <laughs> now I can't remember where it's from either. <gasps> oh, that's Avatar. That's Avatar. It is Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Katara says that. Sugar no, Man. Top says that to. Uh, yeah, Top. Yeah. Top says it first, and then Katara says it. Yeah. Again. Look here, Sugar <laughs> Queen. Yeah. I'm completely calm. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's a good re obscure reference. Anyways, yes. <laughs> um, we're gonna go ahead and jump straight into the news. That's not even jumping straight into. The I don't news. even know. We're like we're go belly flopping into bad yeah. news. So, <laughs> quick review, you guys. So Nintendo, your your best friends at Nintendo over there. Yeah. Yes. They were hyping over a, a supposed to be Switch Pro. Instead, we got. The Nintendo the Switch, OLED. no. The, the Switch, OLED. oh my. <laughs> so, and I've been, what I've read about it, it's pretty uh, meh at best. What are you yeah. guys' thoughts I on this I would say thing? that's uh, the general consensus, is that it's mm -hmm. meh. Like, they, it's not better processing power, it's not a better battery life, not better graphics by any means. Literally, it's all just kind of on the surface type of stuff. You know, you have the larger screen, even even the um, Joy Cons haven't been updated. They're still most likely going to drift, like everybody else is dealing with. Mm -hmm. So um, no real hardware uh, factors that were in this update. Oh my, so it's kind Nintendo. of like Nintendo. What happened? Why we? Oh, we have I can some tell real you problems. why. I bet. Um, I can tell you why. This is speculation, but knowing Nintendo's history, this is exactly why they're doing it. It's gonna sell anyway, so why uh, make it better? And that's just a shame. I feel like it's a shame, but that is how Nintendo operates. They can put out. I was actually thinking about this the other day. They can put out mediocre games, games that aren't really that special, such as Super Mario Party, and people will buy it like crazy, um, and it'll be wildly popular. And it didn't require a whole lot. Uh, and so what they'll probably do, not saying they will, but what they probably will do is release uh, the Switch OLED, the Switch Oh My. Right. Um, and then uh, a couple years down the line, they might release uh, one that is even more superior. Um, probably that would be a really bad business decision. However, in my opinion, this is all just my opinion, uh, because that'll be towards the end of the Switch's life cycle. So it wouldn't make sense to put out this brand new Nintendo Switch Pro at the end of the Switch's life cycle when they should be looking towards what their next console is going to be. Yeah, but I, I, I get that, but I mean, you still, wa you still want to have a nice Switch. I and feel like, yeah. I mean, where it's at now, not you definitely to... have a, I don't know. It, not to hype Sony again and be like on the Sony bandwagon, but... At least when PlayStation 4 came out, you know, I didn't jump on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Because I was like, I just got this 4. Yeah. You know, it's barely, you know, I barely had it a year. But still, Sony was still able to punch out the 4 Pro. And that still sold really well, too. And that had 4K capability. And just honestly, like that, you know? even if... Nintendo did bring out the Switch Pro. I still wouldn't have bought it. I have my Switch and it runs perfectly fine. I have, I sure there, are, um, you know, processing powers with you know the uh, frames dropping tremendously, like playing Breath of the Wild, and you walk into the um, area where you get your um, 
Master Sword. Oh my gosh, the frame <laughs> drops so bad because there's so much going on. But honestly, oh, that doesn't really bother me as like a, a gamer. I'm not really like, oh my goodness, this is just unplayable. I'm like, oh, I don't really care. It's for a few seconds. So I, I wouldn't have dropped the money for a new uh, Switch Pro because my Switch works fine, honestly. And, you know, for the most part, Nintendo releases games that you don't need 4K. You don't need 1080. Um, 60 FPS should be across the board. I will right. argue I will argue that. But when it comes to, uh, you know, 4K, it, like it doesn't clarity. need it. Yeah, it, it really doesn't need it. But I will say, um, I have been playing in handheld a lot more. Um and I just, I, I will appreciate um, the two things that they will be improving, the Switch OLED is going to be improving, is the sound quality as well as the screen. Um, it'll be going from an LED screen to an OLED screen. Um, so that's, that's about it. They're catering to handheld. They've always been, uh, Nintendo has always been the, the paramount handheld company. Um, yes. Nothing, nothing mm -hmm. from Xbox. Uh, a couple of things from PlayStation that weren't huge. They weren't the money makers, but uh, overall, they're you know Nintendo is catering to those handheld people, right. especially with the Nintendo 3DS uh, no longer being supported. Yeah, so we'll see um, when more reviews come out about that one, but that's where we stand for now. Uh, next on our list is Brian. You watched Black Widow. What is your quick review on it? So, a little too late. I feel like this movie should have came out really? years ago. Oh, absolutely. It's It feels just kind of just thrown in there. Um, well, wasn't it? You know, I, mean, I, I know you mean years before, but wasn't it supposed to have a last year release date instead of this year? E even before then. It, it does, you know, this movie is set kind of in place of right during the, the Civil War time period. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain America: Civil War, and right between uh, before uh, Infinity War, Avengers. Um, so it's kind of a flashback, and the the film it's it's not a bad film. There's great action scenes. Scarlett Johansson and the rest of the cast are wonderful, but the plot uh, for this film is just it keeps having to recall back to where are the Avengers? Where's Iron Man? Where's Captain America? Right. Oh, they're not here. They're off doing their own other things. So while the rest of the MCU has been pretty much, you know, narratively straightforward, this film just has, to, it always has to have a crutch of calling back to, you know, previous installments. Uh, the ending is horrible. It's really choppy. It's oh, just boy. really bad uh, just script writing. It's um, they do things with the character that just kind of you just wish they'd done. They kind of wrote it. It was in the writers' room a little bit more. But other than that, the action is great. It's intense. It was so fun to see the movie of this scale in a movie theater again. Mm. I never. It was like I felt so comfortable. It was so nice to see an MCU. It's still a high quality film. And That's to see good. a high-quality film like that in a movie theater felt so natural. It felt like just just getting back into just, oh, it was so great. Did you have uh, a that... uh, score for the movie already? Man, I'm probably going to give this a C plus. 
Wow. Ooh. Yeah. There are, in fact, there are sequences, there are characters in this film that do absolutely, I'm not even kidding you, absolutely nothing. They are in there for no reason at all. If you take them out, the film would continue fine. Did you watch Wonder Woman 1984? I can't remember if we talked about this on a previous Bump Mm -hmm. Out episode. I loved Wonder Woman 1984. Really? Okay. I'm on I'm board with 19, Wonder Woman 1984. We can I mean, talk about that some yeah, other time. Yeah, I would but like to I, talk about that one sometime. But to me, uh, really quick, just Wonder Woman 1984, I think that's just purely the star power of Gal Gadot in that role. Oh, she, definitely. She's so she good. just dominates that that role, that You're character. in the minority in, in thinking that it was a great movie. I, I think so as well. Most people were like, eh, it was kind of boring. Oh, uh, you know... I mean, at the end of the day, I love the original Wonder Woman. I think that film is, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely the best. But I really enjoyed. I think I dig deep, and we'll we can talk about it more. But I dig deeper into Woman Wonder Woman 1984. I think that Patty Jenkins, the director, was wanting to say something a little bit more in depth than mm. just a traditional action superhero film. I think there's much more to that film than meets the eye right all right so moving forward we've got new nickelodeon video game smash bros-esque so i mean it's so cool the trailer came out and it had all these classic nickelodeon characters battling each other in smash brothers mode you had reptar you had tommy pickles uh just classic uh nickelodeon I don't know. I saw Angelica. Yeah, Angelica. I saw Helga Pataki. Yeah, Helga Pataki was there. Yeah. And Um, it was just just so fun to see a lot of these classic Nickelodeon characters. Danny Phantom. uh, Oh, wow. Wild Thornberry's guy, Nigel Thornberry was there. Mm, Yes, Uh, yes. So, I mean, I never really played Smash Brothers. I'm not a Smash Brothers fan. At all, but this game looked a lot of fun, really nostalgic, and I was like, it would be fun to play this game and just hear, like, the sound effects of all the characters, like, Patrick, like, just squishing somebody. <laughs> just- oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> so, so here's here's the list of affi- characters that are officially the in the game. Helga from Hey Arnold. Yeah, the roster. Helga from Hey Arnold, Danny Phantom. So, what it, so does that mean? Like, she's like... SpongeBob? Football head, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zim from Invader Zim, Nigel Thornberry, Michelangelo <laughs> from right. TMNT, Leonardo from TMNT, SpongeBob, Patrick. I don't think they they don't have their. Uh, um, those are the two that don't have. They use nunchuck. No, Leonardo staff, has right? katanas, man, and then Michelangelo's got the nunchucks. And what what yeah, console yeah. is this coming on? It's coming on all everything. All of them. Uh, ex- yeah, literally everything. That reminds me of, like, uh, so whenever we- you would go to the uh, bowling alley as a kid and see the arcade games <laughs> of yeah. uh, Nickelodeon racing. Good times. Yeah, I, I still want that for my Switch. It is available on the Switch. Um, so we have SpongeBob, Patrick, Reptar, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House, Lucy Loud from The Loud House. That's a, that's a relatively recent... Uh, right, Nickelodeon show, Oblina from Aureo Monsters and Powdered Toastman from Ren and Stimpy. So here's here's my thought. 
uh, Brian showed me this picture and I said, this can't be real. Because the picture I saw was of Nigel Thornberry and it, it looked ugly at first. I did not like his design. But it's very much like a Nickelodeon Racers. It looks just like that. Yeah. But then I saw the trailer and I was like, this is amazing. And then I thought of all the DLC characters that could come out just like in Smash. Can you imagine like Phil and Lil like teaming up like the Ice Climbers? But then I had like feelings about that. Like you're beating up on a baby. Um, two I, so I, I had a I had a question then since I've never really played Smash Brothers. When you play Smash Brothers and you like hit a character, a character gets hit in the head or something. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. character make a sound like they get like hurt, like Ugh, or something? Or... Uh, sometimes, yeah. Um, so I'm just on the I'm just thinking I would just love to play the game and just hear all these characters when they get injured. You know, like smashing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Or like, I've always been a fan of uh, injured sounds, Brian. I or remember like, being like, in the nose by you as like a child. SpongeBob, like when he's like, oh, <laughs> oh. this is something like that. Or, or Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, an imagine... interesting one. Uh, is there yeah. a release date for that at all, or is it still the just fall? Kind of it like... said fall twenty twenty one. That's wow. What I said. Okay, so recent. So keep your eyes out yeah. for that one. Maybe we'll do I a was, review later. I was thinking of uh, like other DLC characters um, that could happen because my my mind just went all over the place. You could have uh, oh King. oh um Jorgen from Jorgen Von Strangle from uh, yeah, Fairly, Fairly Odd Parents. That would be a good one. Uh, really Patty fun. Patty Mayonnaise. Listen, uh, a friend of mine told me that, and I said, "Look, throw Quail Man in there. Put, make it Quail Man, not Pat." No, what but is I want. You're pulling do? such obscure I want characters. random. Exactly, no, I want not. random freaking Nobody characters. Nobody watches those shows anymore. Who you was gotta, the name? You got What was the, the name the of the one audience. kid in a wheelchair that had a Nickelodeon show? He had a cartoon. Was it like Pelswick or something like that? Yeah. Does that ring I don't a bell? Know. Oh, you guys are looking at all these '90s cartoons. Well, nobody you gotta remembers think about that. You gotta think about who's playing and people buying my the age. Not cat dog. Cat dog. Absolutely. Cat yes. Dog. I want to do cat do it, dog. Make it. Make it Winslow. Oh Winslow. yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that the mouse? <laughs> the little blue. Yeah, mouse. the little blue mouse. Yeah. His, his nose. <laughs> Why did he have like a human nose? <laughs> And then, um, and then angry beavers come in. Yeah. Ooh. Um, to cater to like the 2010s, you could have tough puppy. Yeah. What is that? Except no one cares. Like exactly what you're saying. No one cares about. It's, tough it puppy. goes both ways. Nobody cares about most of those characters either. Patty mayonnaise. If I say that to hey. somebody my age, because like, that's the thing. Who the fuck I is want, Patty mayonnaise? I want to fight Patty mayonnaise with. Uh, Helga Pataki, two blonde uh, yeah, chicks you know, fighting each other. I'd, I'd love to see that. I would or love to see that. Finally, or, or Tommy Pickles, or Tommy Pickles beating up on. Or finally, oh, in Hey Plankton. Arnold, Hey Arnold, the the kid that was like brainy, <laughs> brainy, <laughs> and now he finally gets to fight somebody. Wow. See, I've got Gerald, this whole thing in my head. Everybody, like all the characters from Hey Arnold, uh, Gerald. We're forgetting Gerald? one major franchise from Nickelodeon, wait, Avatar. Wait. I just said Aang! That doesn't count. That doesn't I count. I said Aang! So 
Don't count. That's not a Nick tune. Is it a Nick tune? Yes, it is. It is considered oh a Nick tune. Yes, so it is. So you can put Appa and Momo in there. Listen, <laughs> or King then... Boomy. I don't freaking know. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Now, now you've gone too far. <laughs> Anyways, no, next, no, no. Next no. on the list is not Red Panda. Enough. New Pixar movie in the makes. It's called Red Panda. Teaser trailer just dropped. And it was about two less than two minutes. Uh, initial thoughts. What did we think about it? Loved it. Laughed out loud. I did too. Has Pixar come back to form with this one? Maybe. Possibly. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe too early to call. But It's I'm very charming. I will give it that. Very charming. However, it gives me the Lorax. Like... Like, oh my gosh, you are absolutely... I was thinking Dr. Seuss. Thank you. It I like was thinking... Dr. Seuss movies, the Lorax and Horton yes. the Who. What is going on here with Pixar they suddenly can't... abandoning their style? They I can't don't understand. They style now. Luca looked like Ardman, and now this Red Panda movie looks like... What, uh... I don't even know. Is that Blue Sky or something that did those uh, films? The Dr. Seuss films? Or is that Illumination? Who did those? No, I think it was uh, Blue Sky. I think it was Blue Sky. I don't know, but it looks very reminiscent of it. We're in the scene where the panda is flying over that man and his eyes open. They're so close together, similar to how they were in the Lorax. They're small, little tiny eyes, very Mm -hmm. pushed in close together. And they look very, uh, like, not clay or play It was Illumination Entertainment. It was illumination. Yeah, wow. and they just look very soft. So there's I noticed. Like whole... I noticed that when we saw the main character sitting in the the classroom, uh-huh. when she the hat is just like the little girl from the Despicable yeah. Me movies. Yeah, and then you're right. when she's like, and then when she's like clenching her teeth, that is the same animation style. So as it's like illumination. it just doesn't I, look like a Pixar film to me. I I'm gonna go watch it, and I'm most likely going to enjoy it. But I will be thinking in the back of my mind the whole time, most likely, what makes this Pixar? Why is this Pixar? Uh, again, I- again, I'm saying the old guard for Pixar has gone. Right. They're gone, and I don't think they're coming back. It's all new kids at the studio running things now. All the ones I don't that know went if- to Cal Arts in California. Yeah, so Toy Story 4 might be the last of the old school traditional Pixar style films. We'll never see those again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're onto something. Which is kind of heartbreaking because that nobody else is doing that style. I mean, Soul was closer to Pixar. I think it still started to stray away, but it still had some Pixar esque feel. But I'm glad you saw that though, because I noticed it and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, it's, but but since Soul, Pixar. I have not been noticing that for many of the movies. But um, it's not it's not a bad thing though. I think it's just different. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just not very Pixar like. It doesn't look like a Pixar film. It you know just looks mean? like a different like quality from a studio. It's just not Yeah. It's it's not Pixar and it's like they're snagging stealing from a lesser studio. It's like Yeah, cuz like are you, you doing? look back and you've got Incredibles and you've got Wally, Ratatouille, and they've all got this somewhat grittiness to them that was very Pixar. Even Finding Nemo, which is a very like clean looking movie. It's very blue and oceany. It it even has that you you can tell this was a Pixar film. 
and it, I think it's to too. It's now. it's the way the like I feel like Pixar was at the cutting edge of how they animated when when they went when animation went from traditional two D uh-huh. to 3D. Pixar was the one that led the charge on how people, humans, are animated. Right. And their animation for people was the best. People didn't look super cartoony. You know, they look... And they looked pretty darn bad at the beginning, but they definitely amped up their skill as it... And I think that's what's interesting, too, because you look at Toy Story 1, and you see how awful Andy's mom, Andy, and the babies are animated, whatever. (laughs) It looks... Look at Sid. Look at Sid. Ah, oh, that is an ugly child. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything else in that movie is beautiful, but they are weird puppet looking. They don't look real in any way. And but then- see that see that progression when from Toy Story to like Incredibles one. Right, but even where- look at Toy Story three, where they look completely different, and Better. Incredibles one to Incredibles two. But you can still tell they are Pixar films. I don't know. What's changing? Obviously, they're getting better, and the animation what? is getting better, but they look one th- different. One thing, though, if you also saw the trailer for Encanto, which just came out, that's a right. Disney great. Studios. That looks great. That's a Disney Studios CGI mm-hmm. film. That looks like it has the traditional Pixar style, though. Yeah, you know, it does. I was, it looks like Coco. I disagree, Coco. actually. It I looks disagree. like Coco it, to me and Moana. I was going to say, it looked exactly like how Disney is doing their movies now. It looks more like a Disney film, um, more so than Pixar, but that movie looks really, it looked. I mean, really that good. looks like it, the Hispanic up with the colors, colors-wise. Yeah, That's I what that, that reminded me of. It looks yeah. like Moana and uh, Coco had a baby to me. That trailer made me laugh, too. Like, really laugh out loud. That was That was really funny. I'm looking forward to that one. Well... Wow. Long news segment. Yeah, that was a long one. But we're going to go ahead and jump straight into Katie's dessert. Eat it. The eat it. Sweet thing. I'm gonna. Hurry All right. Up. <laughs> oh, my Stop. gosh. Uh, All right. So what? No, I'm. Oh, no. <laughs> go. Why aren't you eating? <laughs> <laughs> so today's dessert comes from Barrett's Bake. Baked goods over in uh, Buford, Buford, Georgia. And I was very surprised by this location. I thought it was just going to be like, um, it was a very small bakery, actually. It was tiny, a little place in the wall. But they had so much to offer. I had such a hard time deciding what I wanted. um, And everything looked so good. Um, However, it was also sitting in my car. Some of this is kind of melted, but I've got two items today. The first one is a coconut raspberry tart. It's a cookie. It has a cookie bottom with some sort of gelatin thing on top. I I honestly don't know what this is. Uh, It looks like the consistency looks like a pudding. Very smooth, but it's not a pudding. Um, And it has a coconut bottom and a little wafer on top. Um, It's really Thick and heavy. Okay. I don't know why Brian's not yelling at you to take a bite already. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. That is so interesting. So, inside the reddish pink gelatin thing, there's jelly in it. There's like a raspberry jelly. 
really flavorful. The coconut comes through as well. This is um, a shortbread cookie. Ooh, it's breaking apart. Ooh, but it's really, really good. I'm going to eat that later. Faux show. Then I also have what's called a blondie. Uh, looks like a little blondie cupcake. It has, um, it's very dense. It's got whipped cream on top with two little vanilla cookies on it. This thing is huge. I need a fork for this. Let's see. Oh, it's hard to cut through. It's because it's so dang thick. Mm. Oh my god. I would eat both of these things in a heartbeat. Like, all of them. All day. Oh my goodness. So, Why don't you eat it in a heartbeat then? Because <laughs> I want my heart to keep beating. Bum, bum. Um, bum, so, bum. Bum, bum. so, yeah. Actually, really quick, I went to the doctor this this week just for a checkup, and they had to take my blood pressure twice because it was 60. 60 beats per minute, and they're like, is your heart even beating? They had to, they had to check it twice. Anyway, so that was Barrett's Baked Goods in Buford. I will go back for sure. Uh, that was wonderful. So, um, eat local. Um, Ileana's got the jokes. Ileana's got the jokes. She's so Hi. funny. <laughs> I have jokes for us this week, and these come to you from popsicles, the, the popsicle sticks. So, oh gosh. what kind of bird is always sad? Oh, I don't know. A bluebird. Oh, Ooh. so blue. What do you call the last bit of snow to, uh, to hit the ground? What? A slow flake. <laughs> oh my gosh. What was the musician's favorite pastry? I don't know. A drum roll. Oh, oh my God. All right. And the last one is, why didn't the sun ever shine on the castle? Why? It was full of nights. <laughs> Get it? Nights. Oh it's dark gosh. outside. Good what popsicles are you eating? Oh, so good. And now, I hope you guys had a chuckle with me. I sound like I'm talking to my toddlers. Anyways, it is time for The Chunk. <clears throat> Brian, what are we talking about this week? So today, uh, due to some uh, consternation we had with Ileana last week, we decided <laughs> to go back to dig into a very important film franchise that kind of defines a lot of the film franchises of today, especially in the superhero genre. Yeah. And that is the Sam Raimi spider-man trilogy please allow me to set the stage for you oh set when that stage i will when sam raimi's spider-man came out in 2002 it changed everything in cinema and was the film that truly ushered in the modern era of the superhero films i mean there have been a few hits in the past years the original superman in 77 uh the first tim burton man in 89 a couple of the Blade films, they were really popular. But when Spider-Man came out, every studio took notice and pushed to make superhero films a big part of their uh, the films they were going to make. And when Spider-Man came out back in 2002, $400 million domestic, 
800 million global success. Can you believe that in 2002, Spider-Man actually beat out Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones in terms of the global wow. box office? It was that big. Because of Spider-Man, other other superhero films soon came out. Not quite as popular. Fantastic Four, Daredevil, and Hulk were released to mixed results. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman came out in 2005, just three years later after the original Spider-Man. And that proved that you could really make a serious superhero film. After that, John Favreau's... Um, Iron Man came out in 2008, setting the stage for the massive success of the MCU. Um, and still today, uh, the MCU, all the Marvel properties, have made more money than any film franchise in history. Even more than Harry Potter, yeah. uh, the HP. So, 2002, you had Spider-Man. 2004 you had spider-man 2 2007 you had spider-man 3 all films uh were received with different levels of success different levels of box office and that's what we're gonna dig into today is kind of going back to take a look at uh it's been a long time since 2002 and yeah oh my gosh it's almost 20 years now so, Ileana, what are your fond memories of the San Raimi, of all the three films? What's, what's your favorite parts of those? I would say definitely watching the first one. I don't remember how old I was when I first watched it, but watching uh, Tobey Maguire shoot webs out of his hands and finally figuring it out and watching the scene where the spider comes down from the ceiling and bites him. I, I vividly remember watching that as a child. Um, the second one, I, uh, that's the one with, uh, the octopus man, whatever his name. Doc Ock. Oh, there he is. Played by Mr. Alfred Molina. I definitely remember his character. He kind of gave me the willies a little bit. I didn't like his, uh, his whole mojo. Oh, and, uh, Grim Goblin going back. That, that actor has always kind of also given me the willies. Mr. Willem Dafoe. And... When he actually took on like the Green Goblin face and was zipping around on this little hoverboard thing, that that for one thing is super cool for two thousand two. I'll just say that whole sequence. I don't know. That's that seems like it was a little um, for above its time, I guess. Um, and maybe doesn't hold. I haven't seen the movies in forever, so maybe it looks bad now. But back then, it was like, oh my gosh, it's on a hoverboard. It's so freaking cool. So. Um, I will say I very much so like the first movie. Second one is okay. And then you guys all heard my opinion on uh, the third film last week's episode. Yikes. What was that film? Okay, before Ooh. we start getting negative, Katie, what are your fond memories of the Sp Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy? So I think the first one is especially will always have a special place in me cold, cold heart. Um, I think it actually set a precedent, it set a precedent for uh, 
superhero films because prior to that if i if i am recalling correctly you had these batman films you were you were coming out of batman and robin like in 1990 what six or seven yeah something like that and it was awful it was really really terrible now i actually that's that's i'm about to go on a whole different tangent so you you are coming out of these uh terrible superhero films and then you get to something competent something that grabs your attention something that says okay nerds can be cool and i think that was actually their turning point for um nerd pop culture where all of a sudden it was cool to be a nerd um but when it comes to the movies the first one was a lot of fun um especially with willem dafoe's character um he was a he was a fun villain. Um, he was kind of, you know, he was really goofy and funny, but he was also very menacing, especially with his cackle. Um, the second one was also great. Alfred Molina's character, you couldn't help but feel bad for Doc Ock. Um, he was like one of those characters, uh, you know, you you have to root against him because he's the bad guy, but you can't also uh, help but feel sorry for him in, in what he's going through. Um, the third one, look, Juliana, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> I saw the third one three times in theaters, man. It was oh so good. Oh, my gosh. It's true. It's true. And I think that, um, you know, they had a lot going on in the film. There was a lot. Um, it was like but... eight different plot lines. So? Oh, it was all What's over wrong with the that? place. It was What's so wrong messy. With that? I, I thought that it was actually handled really well. Um, you know, a lot, some of it was cringy. It wasn't a perfect film, but overall it was really cool. And the, um, there was one scene that always stuck in my mind is when, uh, Sandman is turning into Sandman. That was such an incredible sequence. Mr. Thomas animate. Hayden Church. Yeah, that was such an incredible sequence to animate. Um, and again, you have a character that you can't help but feel bad for, um, in some places, but then you also had, I, I will say, um, Venom was done terribly. That is my biggest gripe about that movie. Venom was done. He was hardly right. in the injustice. film. All right. Before we get any more negative, um, for me, uh, Spider-Man is like the culmination of a childhood. You know, by the time you get to be, I was probably about 15 when I saw that. It was outstanding. It was a great way to kind of enter into your teenage years to see a movie like that. It was just, uh, it, Spider-Man, the original, is just one of the great summertime blockbusters. It was such an, a fun film. Uh, it had people talking forever. Everybody and their grandmother went to see Spider-Man. Who didn't love seeing Spider-Man the first one? It was such a fun film. Spider-Man 2 is technically the best film. Technically, it is the best film of the trilogy. Sam Raimi does things with uh, Doc Ock. Those claws feel like they have like a mind of their own. They're their own character in conjunction with uh, Doc Ock and Alfred Molina. That was It was such an amazing style of technical wizardry to bring those, those claws to life. And then the whole sequence on the subway train is still maybe one of the best superhero action sequences of all time period still to this day i can't think of a more whiz bang fun action sequence throw some at me i think 
Spider-Man 2 still has him dead rights. It's still that good. Mm. Uh, Spider-Man 3, yes, it's not a perfect film, but it is an epic. It is, it is a superhero epic. At the end of the day, too, when that film came out, three films came out that were part threes. Shrek 3, the worst one of the series, right? Pirates of the Caribbean 3, the one of the worst films I've ever seen of all time. <laughs> oh, no. Literally one of the worst films. Bad. So bad. Spider-Man so 3 is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It is a glorious $200 million film. Oh, my gosh. Um, that I can't believe where it. a director's Glorious. just like i'm just gonna do everything i can you know there's studio pressure on me to get venom uh to do it but i'm just gonna do what i can and just the parts that i love you can see sam raimi when he does sandman he loves that character he puts so much into making that character come to life it's just beautiful can i interject now can franco I... franco did not have to be in the film because he's not very good but at the end of the day tobes mcguire kirsten dunst they're great in the film love them to death all right what you despised iliana go ahead oh my gosh okay so i have nothing to despise in spider-man one or two i actually don't really remember too all that well it's been a while since i've seen it but Spider-Man 3 is still fresh in my mind because of how awful it was, okay? And here are my reasonings. Like you said earlier, too many plot points. There are too many stories going on. I remember seeing the commercials come out for this film, and it was all about Venom, all about this scary black version of Spider-Man, and that's cool. Uh, It's called the symbiote. Thank you. Whatever. It's cool-looking. Why wasn't there more of it in the film? It was literally advertised as this is the Venom film. Why am I watching Sandman then? While Sandman's a cool character, I wanted the Venom film. <laughs> and I'm yelling, but it's funny because I, I like getting uppity. But it's, no, really though, <laughs> why, why was, Venom was maybe like there for 15 minutes, I feel like, on the screen. And it was towards the very end of the film. And that movie was freaking long. It went on forever. Ah. And then, don't even get me started about the cringy scenes of when he's at the bar singing that song or whatever. That's just... (laughs) His whole character change in that, like going through that emo phase. I don't know what that was. That was some garbage right there. That was trash. Can I... Can I speak now? May I speak? Yes, interject. I, I will say a couple things. So, in regards to the emo scene... Yes, it is cringy. Ugh. It's it's hard to watch sometimes, but at the same time, it had a purpose. He was supposed to look like an idiot. Um, he was having a complete change of character, and with that, I need to go uh, back a few points. One of the things that I've always uh, not liked at all about the way Peter Parker is portrayed is that... Um, he was so lackluster to me Um, in the comics, you know, he's, he's a little bit more, um, he's not so like 
oh, uh, you know, meek. That's the word. He's not so meek. He's kind of snarky, actually, in the comics. Um, he does have his moments where he's meek, but he's actually uh, kind of a smart mouth. And it, it really shines when he's in his costume. Um, and I, I liked how they did it in uh, uh, PlayStation's um, Spider-Man, the way that he was, like, radiating Spider-Man snarkiness and i think that's how it should have been done in the film it's even like that but, in spider-verse um, yeah yeah it's it's like that so um that's that's my gripe but what i what i didn't like in the third film obviously i didn't like venom um it's good that they didn't contain him as much i i think they should have just done the film without him and it still would have been good but what we got i mean it's it's not horrible. It's not unwatchable. Um, so I don't know. When it comes to the Sandman, I was I was really impressed with that though. Um, the sequences were brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And I agree with Brian that uh, the second one probably is the best. Um, it, it was actually more of an emotional roller coaster. It was an emotional roller coaster as well as just having fun with uh, you know superheroes and uh you said this years ago brian years and years ago um at the very end of spider-man one when he's just swinging around from building the building and you see him like sort of pose in front of the uh uh american flag uh you said that you could watch that all day and i was thinking about how cool it would be to have it like as a screensaver on your on your laptop just spider-man just zipping around just swinging all over the place that would be pretty neat but those, those are my thoughts. Uh, that's that's about it. They're they're all good movies. I, I'm good. looking at. I just went Google Images Spider-Man Three, and all I see are like the promotional posters of him, you know, back to back with Venom. And I'm like, where even was this? This wasn't even but it's in the not film. Venom. But it's that's not. that's Spider-Man in the symbiote costume. That's yeah, not that's, Venom. That's him. That's him in his like alternate form. It barely yeah. was in the that's, film, though. No, that's complete. That's what you're watching when you see him in his emo stage. That's what you're looking at. You're not looking at Venom. All right, Venom so is Venom is the other guy. I hate I'm gonna interject. I'm gonna interject now. So and talk about. First, I'm going to defend a little bit, and then I'm going to talk about what I didn't like. First off, I'm tired of everybody talking about the emo stage of Spider-Man. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so stupid. That's like the only argument that anybody ever has about Spider-Man. Listen, back in 2007, that was when emo music was really big. So that's what everybody's talking about. That was what everybody could gravitate to. You if just don't understand emo, me. If emo music didn't exist in 2007 nobody would have said that nobody you just like they said this guy was just a douchebag that's all they would have said <gasps> and that's right is that can we say that on this show we can say it we're bad? family friendly oh. your daughters watch this you say that <gasps> word in front of your family <laughs> i kiss my family with that mouth. <laughs> he said douchebag anyways <gasps> anyways. anyways so that's it that's that's what was popular in the day back in 2007 was emo music and people were like oh, i hate emo music oh but you secretly love fallout boy so shut up okay <laughs> that's all that it was about was just like yeah i'm not an emo guy but yeah no i'm sick of it at listen peter parker 
had to be a bad guy and that's what but he can't be a bad guy he can't go out there and you know rob some little old lady he just has to be the guy that you want to you know trip down the stairs that kind of bad guy you know what i mean <laughs> a guy that you just want to you know elbow in the guts so that's are peter you, parker saying, in that are film you, are you saying that you want to elbow all emos in the guts is that what you're saying? There's he's not an emo because the does the I'm just exist. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you I'm mean he's not so an emo? emo. He was. He's not an emo. No, 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 no. He's he's not. He really isn't. He's, he's not an emo an because it didn't exist. There, no, he's, he's not just... going out there with his guitar and like oh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh Uncle's dead, you know. Woe is me, you know. He so get off of like Oh, he's putting his hair in his eyes. Now he's going to start cutting himself. That's not what Peter Parker oh is. My God. That's not what he's doing. Th okay? This isn't good Charlotte. Okay? Oh my gosh. Hey, <laughs> hey leave good leave good Charlotte out of this. What but was no, the other band? What Mike he's not my chemical romance. Th that's not what this God. is about. <laughs> Goodness God. sake. But no, I so jarring. No, I so I completely weird. I completely agree, but that's the point. It it had to be that it, way. It, okay, but it wasn't good. It so wasn't so good. wait. It was so bad. would you rather that Peter Parker, his transition from being a good guy to a bad guy, was he's gonna start talking with the New York accent? Hey, oh go <laughs> yourself, okay? Is that what you would rather <laughs> Peter Parker have done? No, other than just it being doesn't like need to be that extreme. He doesn't need to become. I mean, he has to be extreme. It had to. He had to. has venom inside of him or whatever i don't even remember what happened i was just so the symbiote okay whatever that is going on inside of him he's going through this little metamorphosis of i'm going through a phase that's literally what it felt like is i'm going through an emo phase which is oh i've got this thing inside of me and it's making me act weird so what well, there is no emo again there's no emo phase don't so ever say that again in evil. reference to spider-man <laughs> evil he oh can't God. be evil he, he's the good a, guy it would have been a better film to like have him fighting so that's like saying internally. wait wait that's like saying peter parker you've now turned into darth vader you're gonna go slaughter some younglings <laughs> is that how evil you want him to be no he but can't I want, do like, that i want an internal struggle within himself of oh i've got to be good he did this thing inside of me that's and evil. he did he realized no, no, no. But, that but, he... but he wasn't evil he was just a jerk and it was bad it wasn't a good movie no. my hand is raised teacher okay my you hand have, is raised. you have the floor okay. All right, so look, at first he was enjoying the power. He was enjoying having all of this confidence. It made him feel good. He wasn't realizing that he was being a jerk until and he, he was, was hurting like, the people he loved. Yes, Gwen, he, he hurt Gwen Stacy. He hurt uh, uh, Mary Jane oh Watson. MJ. Yeah, he hurt, he hurt MJ. I think he hurt uh, his aunt. Um, he so heard those, those... Franco, his buddy, his best yeah, friend. Exactly. Exactly. So he's burning all bridges. And when he gets to the end, that's when he's having this internal struggle. Do I want to keep this and, and keep my confidence? Or do I want to, you know, continue being this jerk? He literally rips the thing off of him. There's this whole sequence where he's it was, fighting this thing. It's, it's a moment it's of redemption. 
redemption. But, but, it's, that, but it's, it's so not, watered down. It is no, it's not. Oh, no, it's all not. I Literally. am is a jerk because of this thing. Boo! No, listen, listen. It's not just that. It's not just that. It's consuming him. He literally has to rip it out. It's it's taking over him okay, and consuming but his not, whole psyche. That's not depicted though. It's just making yes, him. Yes, it is. That's how I know it. It's just making him a butthole. <laughs> Everybody becomes a butthole when they become confident in some ways. What? No wait. There's a different <laughs> level between being confident and then pushing your girlfriend and like hitting her and being a jerk in, in public. No, no. I wanted more <laughs> villainy to make it seem like this is a real. Like oh wait superhero wait, 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 conflict. Wait a minute. I what does he have to do? Beat up his grandma? I don't want him to beat up Ileana, his grandma. Aunt I May. <laughs> Ileana, you are literally asking for a third villain. Spider-Man versus himself. No, okay. You want a third villain in this movie that's already over that's two hours long? Thing. Are you serious? Venom was supposed to be the main villain. Why is Sandman in the freaking it, film? All right. So, so if you never heard about the making of Spider-Man, unfortunately, there was a lot of studio pressure to have Venom in this film. Sam Raimi was not on board. He did it this shows. Venom. Venom was not <laughs> supposed to be in this film. He was probably supposed to be teased as the next villain in Spider-Man 4. In fact, they were going to make a Spider-Man 4 at one point. Mm -hmm. it before shows. they did Amazing Spider-Man. But it was supposed to be the redemption cycle of James Franco's Harry as the new Green Goblin. And then just the kind of redemption of the whole trilogy. And then Sandman who did kill Uncle Ben. Didn't so that's Harry why die? Yes, Harry died. Spoilers. So that well, was that the whole for like I'm forever. just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was the whole circle, but then the pre the studio said we need Venom in the film. Sam Raimi was like, I don't think so. We're not ready for that yet. The studio was like, they weren't. do it. Do it. And they weren't. And Topher Grace, it's probably my least favorite part of the whole trilogy. Um but at the end of the they, day, I'm going to defend Spider-Man 3 because it's not a bad film. No, it's a great I will. Film. I will. And uh, I think the only besides all that, I think the mistake, speaking of Topher Grace, was casting him as villain. I think if they had put a different person as uh, Venom, I forgot his real name. It's something dumb. Um, if they had uh, uh, Eddie, changed, Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock. That's is, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if they had changed Topher Grace to somebody else, then I think yes. it would have carried a little bit more. Somebody that was maybe a little bit more, um, I don't want to say masculine. That's not the word I'm looking for. Here's the thing. Somebody that Topher was a little Grace, bit menacing. You're going to think of Topher Grace as the kid from that 70s show. Always. You know? Yeah, and yeah, that exactly, kid is not yeah. threatening in whatsoever shape or form. <laughs> it, would, so, it would be like casting the guy that plays... Um, Oh my gosh, my my Sheldon, my brain. Uh, yes, it would be like casting Sheldon in uh in a Jim Parsons. Role. Yeah. yeah, you you just can't do it. You cannot do it. it no matter how the no movie, matter how hard you want to be, the movie was a flop for me. Wow, it was bad. It was all over the place storyline. No, like, listen, 
Spider-Man 3 is great. The, a lot of the action scenes are great. The underground water scene where Spider-Man fights Sandman in the subway tunnel is excellent. I will, I will give it that. I like Sandman. It should have just been Spider-Man versus Sandman. Get rid of the whole Venom thing. Why was he shoved in there? It, it didn't make any sense to me. And it, uh, it's so watered down. So I'm just like, I like and, Sandman. Because I, I, you feel empathy for him. He's a you know, a screwed up guy a little bit, but he had a family. He wanted to go see his daughter and I, you know, sympathize with him. I thought that was a great, you know, you feel for him, but he's also being a criminal. So that aspect of the movie, I was all in for, I was like, this is good, but what is this other storyline doing here? This doesn't make sense. Again, not a perfect film. There's a lot of like, I think Franco, Harry, the that line plot line suffered a lot of the um mj stuff suffered but i think i feel like i have to defend toby Maguire in this film because i feel like he got just so unjustly ridiculed for his performance and i think his performance is actually really good what they he, did for gotta, him was just cringy he well, owns spider-man peter parker and spider-man yeah. he he owns both parts and you've got to really hand it to uh, Hayden Christian Church because he got yes. so ripped, just just that alone. He got so ripped for that role. It's insane. If you watch him in George of the Jungle, you're like, how is this the same guy? Oh, my God. Literally. That, how is this the same guy? Just with Sandman, him. Right? Listen. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in George of the Jungle, he was this scrawny guy, you know, like, Ursula, Ursula. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love it. Oh, then, it's so good. But then, like, but you look at uh, Spider-Man Three, and he's like, he's gonna deck you in the freaking. He's space intimidating. Just for he's looking at him wrong. Yeah. He is Absolutely. very intimidating. Um, he's like a gentle giant, though. Yeah, in a, in a way. I, I like so, that aspect and he of did the a, film. And he did a great job of really making you feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this, it's just it, a guy. He's a regular guy. in the eyebrows, the way, like, he expresses his yeah. emotions on his face. I thought he did a great job at that because I felt, I felt his pain. He wanted to be with his daughter. But he also, you know, criminal. Oh, no. So... So, oh, no. <laughs> in 2007, Spider-Man 3 came out. It made a ton of money. It was made a bajillion dollars. Can't but at the it. end, there was still, thanks to people like Ileana, there was a lot of mixed <laughs> uh, affection for the film. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people, critics, they loved it. Uh, audiences, they paid a lot to see it, but they didn't appreciate it more. So, in a few years later... The film was rebooted with uh, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I, I told you guys in the last episode that I watched this with my friends kind of as a joke. And that's kind of what I think of this film is that it, it's a how you guys watch, uh, Katie, how you, you guys watch your silly movies that you guys laugh at. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Spider-Man 3 is one that I will Ugh. put on that list as so, one I watch and laugh at. Oh, Ileana, is that the legacy then for the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy? It's just Not jokey. the legacy. I That one is an anomaly in his other okay. two films. The other two, way different. And they they had more structure to them. This I'll give one, you that. Okay, that's no fair. No structure. Streamline everywhere. Just zigzags. Like There was no... 
no, I don't know, no straight Structure. line in that one. <laughs> no structure to the film. <laughs> so, not his legacy. I will say the other two redeem him in this flop for me. Katie, the legacy of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, what are, the, what are they to you? I think, uh, you know, I said it before, they, they hold a special place in me cold, cold heart. It's filled with cobwebs, but they be of good tidings. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, uh, I, I love the first two films, especially the third one um, is great. Like I said, I saw it three times in theaters. Um, and so I, I hold them to be very fond of myself. I actually have, um, I still have a Sam Raimi lunchbox, like Spider-Man lunchbox. I still use it. I love it. Um, and the design, you know, we didn't really get to talk about uh, the design of Spider-Man the the costume oh so oh way good. cool way cool so good so ugh. that's all i have to say i was gonna also mention uh legacy wise uh for sam raimi wow what uh a kickstarter to like brian how you opened it up with to superhero films just you know what they've come to now and what they've done for nerds across the world, I would say, is, you know, reading comic books and, like, you know, glasses, nerdy glasses, geeking out. And now it's like, oh, everybody's a fan. And if you're not a fan, who are you, you know? So I would say that is a, his legacy in that one is it's it's become, uh It's become dinner time conversation where you're at the dinner table and it's like, yo, did you, you see Infinity such and War? such? Yeah, yeah. No. So No, I don't think I will. <laughs> so Sam Raimi, the guy is still working. In fact, he is now the director for uh Doctor Strange and the uh Mysteries of Madness and oh, the Marvels of Madness. Sorry. The next Doctor Strange film he's gonna be directing. Um and we've seen his pedigree. The guy knows how to direct superhero films and uh, doing Doctor Strange. We'll see what we can get. That's going to be a big MCU film. I've already seen there's lots of different pieces to that. Loki, Wanda, they're all should be making appearances in that. It's going to be a big film. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, the Spider-Man films, I love them. I love them. I can't wait for my kids to watch them because... I feel that those are films that the whole family can watch. You know, I... Absolutely. I went to they're, camp one they're... year, and I yeah. sat in front of a guy who quoted Spider-Man 1 the entire two-hour drive. And it was actually very impressive. He quoted the entire thing from start to end. Wait. And we all Wait. were just listening like this was amazing. If I were to quote all of Lord of the Rings, all three movies, would you think I'm amazing too? Probably, like, but you, this guy, I, he, I could. he did it theatrically, <laughs> and it was like... Anyways. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but I, I remember um, our mother renting Spider-Man, the first one, um, to watch with her. her blockbuster? And no, it was like a diff. It was like a different rental it was like place. Hollywood video something. 
No, it wasn't even that. It was like a military rental place. That's where we got it that from. That was 2002, so we lived on Oh, base, right, 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 De- right, right. Our father was overseas uh, fighting the bad guys. And so I remember we watched, we rented Spider-Man uh, and mother watched it and she enjoyed it. Whenever my mother watches a film and enjoys it, I always remember that because it makes me feel good. Um, nice. And I remember I introduced my wife to the Spider-Man films. She enjoyed those. And I can't. I'm looking forward to the kids to watching the original Spider-Man trilogy because literally anybody can watch those, especially those first two. I mean, the first two are just great, and anybody can watch them and enjoy them. And the fun thing is we can go back and forth in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. That's part of the fun <laughs> of it. It's so cool to do that and just uh, nitpick about it. But that's the legacy, I think. So. And that is it for this week's episode. Next week, Brian has a treat for us that he is doing a game. I don't... What is the game on? Oh, or is it going to be a surprise? tease it. I'll, I'll give you the tease. Liar, liar, pants on fire. All right. And with oh. that... We conclude episode 29 of Bump That. If you enjoyed this video, please leave a like. Uh, and if you have some comments or thoughts on Spider-Man 1, 2, or 3, or if we were, if I was totally wrong, or if those two bozos above me were wrong, please leave a comment down below what your thoughts are. Also, I had a, a quick question for everybody. Should there be a MCU new Hulk film? There is not a singular Hulk film that has come out since uh, early 2000s. Should there be a new one? Uh, well, just... wait, kid. There's Hulk, and then there's the Incredible Hulk, kid. Get your facts straight, bro. Okay, but there hasn't been one with the new Hulk, the MCU current Hulk. Yeah, he has, Incredible he Hulk. Not, he has Incredible not had Hulk. his own film. He has Incredible Hulk. <laughs> That's the second film in the MCU, kid. Okay, well, kid. he hasn't had one recently, so should he get one? Leave a comment down below. If you guys think we're full of crap, leave a comment down below. Also, subscribe and hit that notification bell, and we will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye-bye! Bye. 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 <laughs> yeah.